0: earth did I ever get here this was a question that I asked myself about three weeks ago sitting on a park bench in Redwood City California now if you know me you know that has to be a pretty special park bench to know that I was dumbstruck and silent I am not often one who is without words so this must have been a pretty special bench well, it was, and it wasn't, and I'll tell you why. So some of you have, have gotten the chance over the last six and a half years to get to know me a little bit, and you know that uh, I'm a little bit of a nerd. <laughs> I love technology, and I love video games, and, and I've shared those things with you guys before. Um, but I also love communication, I love words, I love writing and speaking to people. And these things have served me well as a, as a pastor and they've been connecting points that have allowed me to, to bridge some, some gaps between people. But this has placed me at a very interesting junction. You see, over the last three months, I took up a little side gig and have been writing on the side. And all of these things have kind of come together in that I'm writing reviews for video games for a couple of websites. And under this pretext, about three weeks ago, I was sent to the Electronic Arts Redwood Studios campus to cover a press event, a preview for a major Star Wars video game from the developer. And so you can imagine, from what you know of me, this might be a little bit of a big deal to be at this place at this time, and as I began to observe my surroundings, I was just in awe of this campus. As I began to introduce myself to people and get to meet some of my peers, there was, there was something that just felt off. This was normal to most of them. Granted, I was, I was the new guy in the room, but I was dumbstruck that here we all were at the headquarters of one of the most one of the major publishers in this industry previewing a game that thousands, if not millions, of people were waiting to get their hands on, and this was just another Monday. Now I realize that I'm a hair bit more excitable than the next person, but I found myself in awe in a room full of people that for the most part were there to do a job, say their piece, and leave. And that Monday night, as I sat in my hotel room, I was sharing with Bailey just the, the, the angst of what I was experiencing. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I knew that I had experienced this before. And every time that I experienced it, there was something inside of me that just kind of went, ah, how could we be so close and yet miss this? And as we talked, I realized that this was not the first time that I experienced this. That over the last 10 years of pastoral ministry, I've seen this in the church. And I've seen this in me. How we come together on a Sunday morning with the purpose of worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and it's just another Sunday. Now I realize, and as I've already admitted and you already know and I'm not ashamed of this, I'm a fair bit more excitable and emotional than the next person. And the way that we worship can be a little bit different but we're all wired for worship. And that worship is inspired by wonder. And sometimes, in those moments of worship and wonder, I should say all of the time, in those times of worship and wonder, there's a joy that can come from that. And sometimes, friends, you and I need to wake up the wonder. Somewhere along the line, it fell asleep. But there's great joy that we can access in Jesus. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. And there's a reason why, there's a reason why it's here and it's now and it's this time right here on the front end of the Christmas season. But if you've been with us for the last couple of months, you know that we've been in the middle of a sermon series called God's Top 10, where we've been talking about the relational aspects of the 10 commandments. Well, Pastor Mark and Judy are away of celebrating the Thanksgiving week with their daughters, so we're going to talk about Christmas since it's the first week of Advent. I know some, I heard some woohoo's out there, which is awesome. Uh, I know that for some people, like, you know, the rush of, you know, it's like we're, we're barely celebrating the 4th of July and there are already Christmas decorations out. How many of you have that house in your neighborhood? You have that? Does anyone else have that? No? Am I the only one? I, there's a house in my neighborhood. Lisa, you too? So there's a house in my neighborhood that I swear, like, it has Christmas decorations up all year long, but that's a, that's a story for another time. But what if I told you this morning? What if I told you that there is a way that this year, this year that your celebrations of Christmas will be more fulfilling and could be more meaningful than any year before? We all want that, right? We want to we rediscover that wonder of the season. And what if I told you that you could make it one of lasting joy, one that lasted long after Christmas was over. What if I told you that this Christmas season, I want you to have a cow? Okay. So, uh, (laughs) it's pretty cute, isn't it? (laughs) I don't want you to have this cow per se. Um, And and I know that some of your homes can accommodate a bovine pet. Um, And some of you are probably thanking me for permission right now, if you've ever heard the phrase, you know, having a cow. Some of you are probably thanking me for permission to freak out this holiday season because everything is so busy. We we get all we get so busy with the shopping for gifts and wrapping them we decorate we travel we bake and oh do we plan we have like the perfect day all lined up we decide how we're going to divide up our time and if we have family in the area how we're going to evenly distribute that so that nobody feels like there's there's any favorites being played we 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 craft the perfect meal we we plan on attending a church service on Christmas Eve unwrapping gifts and then we carve out time to watch grown men in spandex hurl inflated or semi-inflated depending on the team that you're watching balls around a field and wrestle each other for it and it seems like every year we pile on more and more and more and more on the plate of our holiday schedule and we promise ourselves that it'll never happen again and maybe for some of you the stress of this season fills you more with a sense of dread and chaos than peace on earth and when I think about this time of year I think of Caesar's decree that we read about in the New Testament everyone is rushing it's every man for himself it sounds like Black Friday shopping doesn't it but everybody is off to their hometown to register and everyone is focused on themselves that most of them they're so focused on themselves that most of them miss out on something wonderful had never been done before that it was happening that God had stepped into the world as a baby how do we find joy and wonder when everything is moving so fast and before we can identify the cow that I actually want you to have we need to take a moment and define joy Joy is such a wonderful gift from God. The Bible tells us in Galatians 5 that joy is one of the evidences of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. And a lot of us can can confuse joy with happiness though. Happiness, while it's important, is really rooted in our emotions and our circumstances and can be easily impacted by the things that are going around on around us. But joy is resolute, is, joy is a resolute choice to fix our eyes on Jesus no matter what comes our way, knowing and trusting that God will use our circumstances for his glory. And in order to wake up the wonder to find that lasting joy. I wanna share with you a familiar piece of scripture that will reveal to us today how having a cow leads to lasting joy. We're gonna turn together to to Luke chapter two, starting in verse eight and going to verse 20. It's on page 832 in the Bible in your pews. It'll also be up on the screen if you wanna follow along. In the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heavens and on earth peace to those whom his favor at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So here's the scene. There is nothing going on there were shepherds watching their sheep in the fields. This was another Tuesday. I don't know if it was actually a Tuesday, but go with me here. And it's nighttime, and in this business, this, this is business as usual for this group of shepherds. Sheep needs space and food, and this is pretty much the best place for both of those things. Now, something you should know about sheep... Cheaper, kind of smelly creatures if you've never experienced them. And I grew up, I'm not even joking, I mean, I grew up in a small town in central Pennsylvania and about a mile away from my house was a sheep farm. And on the right summer day, if the breeze was just right, <laughs> you could smell the sheep from quite a distance away. This, this got actually really bad when my friends and I would go on bike rides and... Um, and then we would go by this place. It was a it was a special kind of uh, it was a special kind of smell. And so with that in mind, you can be pretty certain that the that the people that are kind of working with them and around them, they probably picked up a fair bit of that on themselves too. And this in this scene, this is where we begin to have our cow. See, to get to the sea, we have to understand, number one, that joy is inspired by contentment with where you are. You see, these shepherds weren't the type that would have been invited to many social gatherings, let alone be the best people to give world-changing news to. It wasn't like they were socialites. They're shepherds. They hang out with sheep day and night they weren't really considered polite company nor would they have been in the right social circles to have been the best transmitters of important information and yet we see even in the middle of nowhere God delivers something new we don't have a specific location here in the word other than nearby and, and then it happened. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and said, nope, this message is too special for you. Looks like I got my directions wrong. No. This, the scripture says that the glory of God shined around him and he said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Isn't it amazing how God continually reminds us throughout scripture that God uses the least as the greatest and the weak to be the strongest? And the best part of what God does here is that he not only gives good news to them, he proves that it's for everyone by giving the good news to them. They weren't, again, these weren't the type of people that you would tell this kind of news to if you were trying to get the word out. And yet God delivers this news to the most unlikely of people in the most unlikely of circumstances. And somewhere along the line, we bought into the idea that we that in order for us to be able to impress God or impress or that that impressing other people was really important. And somewhere that, that we we bought into this idea that if I just accumulate this stuff and if I just do more things, then then I'll be more important and other people will like me, and I will gain or garner more favor with God. And if we just had one more thing, our lives would be complete until that product is updated or until the social circle moves and yet god calls us to simple contentment which god taught the apostle paul in philippians chapter 4 paul says in 4 in philippians 4 verse 12 i have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation whether well fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in want and I'd really encourage you, especially uh, go to 2 go to Corinthians and look at Paul's story. He shares about being, being betrayed and beaten and shipwrecked and imprisoned. And here's a guy who's experienced the full gamut of suffering. And yet he says I've learned the secret of being content, whatever my circumstances are. And don't get me wrong here. Don't get me wrong here. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna minimize anybody's circumstances. But I do know the God of everything that is can redeem any situation and that it can be used for his glory. And contentment lies not in, in, in what we have or not in what how people perceive us. And we lose sight of that when we have these aspirations of of, of being consumed or being consumers of things, we lose sight of all that God has blessed us with. And if you want to learn what a life of lasting joy looks like, we have to learn to be content in where we are and in what we have. And in the midst of that contentment, we need to number two, We need to awaken, we need to acknowledge that awakened wonder wonder breeds an openness to the unexpected. When this crew of shepherds went out into the fields that night, the last thing that was on their mind was, I wonder if we're going to see some angels out here this evening. Yet there they were, a great host of angels proclaiming the glories of God in one of history's best live concert events ever. The shepherds, remember those guys, kind of smelly, aloof, detached from society, given the best news ever. But here's the shocker. The news was this. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. This was it For generations, Israel had been waiting for this moment, the Messiah, the Deliverer, the one who would restore Israel, the breaker of the chains of bondage and oppression. He was born, but where? The King of kings and Lord of lords, the Son of God would be found where? Wrapped in cloths, lying in a feeding trough. He traded a throne for a stable. He traded the songs of angels for the clattering of hooves and chorus of snorts and brays. Even for shepherds, I'm sure this wasn't what they had in mind when it came to the Messiah. And oftentimes we have plans, don't we? We have an expectation we expect that God will follow a formula or stick to our bullet-pointed agenda. Yet God is so creative. He uses the unexpected to reveal his highest glory. Think about the people throughout Scripture that, that he chose to use in incredible ways, even sometimes in spite of themselves. Noah. Noah was an ordinary craftsman who built a boat and saved humanity. Rahab, a prostitute with faith to believe that the God of Israel could redeem even her. Gideon, a nobody from a family of nobodies who God raised up as a great leader in a crucial moment in Israel's history. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, three young men who stood against a powerful king drawn through literal fire to show the glory of God. Mary a teenage girl with a marriage on the horizon and an open heart to the will of God. Is it any small wonder that God would enter in to the world in such an unexpected way and turn things inside out? I'm so thankful for those moments when life didn't go the way that I thought it should. I'm so thankful for those, those seasons where, where I questioned what God was up to because it wasn't my plan. I think of a season of, of, of my life where I thought God had benched me only to bring me beyond where I thought I would ever go. see, one of, the, one of the keys to experiencing lasting joy and to experiencing the wonder of following Jesus is being open to the unexpected. Let God interrupt you. Maybe there are situations that you find yourself in right now where you need the interruption of Jesus in your life right now. And I can't promise you what the outcome of those interruptions will be because... Again, he's a creative God, and I love it. I love it. But I can promise you this. You will never be the same if you do. And when you get the kind of news like these shepherds got on that night, it's hard to stay in the fields. Which brings us to number three, Joy and wonder are sustained when we worship intentionally. As the passage continues, we see that the shepherds go to Bethlehem to find exactly what the angels had proclaimed the Christ child. God in flesh right in front of them and they could not keep it quiet. You can't keep quiet news like that. I mean, I've never been on the receiving end of of news delivered by angels, but I have received some pretty important phone calls in which I've been delivered some great news. I remember a few years back, uh, I, was, uh, I was here at the office and, and I got a phone call from a dear friend that had told me they just got engaged and it was so hard for me to wait until Bailey got home to tell her. I was texting her and sending her emails and, and stuff like that because it, that kind of news you just can't contain. It's just exciting. And I can't imagine how uncontainable uncontainable the praise and thanksgiving those shepherds was I couldn't imagine containing the information knowing that God's chosen Savior was born can you just picture the shepherds just like they're in the field we got to we got to see this we gotta, we gotta go and do this. This wasn't just a whim thing on the whim. I mean, they, they had to make a choice of what to do in that moment. I mean, their livelihood is out in the field at that point in time. And they make the choice to intentionally go to worship. And I can just imagine them running through the towns and and just asking for information, checking the inns and and suddenly finding themselves at the stable, at the right place. And can you imagine the joy? Can you imagine the joy of Joseph and Mary in this moment? Where God has confirmed to other people through angels what he was already doing and the thing that they already knew. Then I love in verse 19, it shares that Mary treasured these events and pondered them in her heart. You see, this this passage shows us the scope of, of intentional worship. Sometimes when we when we talk about worship, we, we think of the 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 those high moments, right, where you know we're we're singing to the favorite, you know, our favorite hymn or our favorite song or whatever it is, and we, we think of those as as moments of worship, and but worship happens. Worship happens when when our heart is directed, is directed towards attributing worth to God. And in this passage, we see this spectrum of, yes, there's this ecstatic response to the news of, oh my word, Messiah's here, I can't believe it. And them rushing off to be a part of this thing. But then you also have the quiet contemplation of the goodness of God by Mary in this moment. You see, God can fill us with overwhelming joy and passion to be rowdy and shout his praises, but he can also draw us to those places of quiet wonder and contentment as well. And the shepherds went on their way, praising God with all that they had heard and seen. You know, at the beginning of this message, I shared about uh, an experience that I had and and, and how I've seen that and how easy it is sometimes when we get so familiar with the thing that we come together and do here on a Sunday morning or when we get together and connect groups or when we get together with other believers. There's a familiarity sometimes that, that, that chips away a little bit at, uh, at, at our sense of, of wonder. But, but there's, also, there's also another danger to to lasting joy and and there's there's no greater there's no greater killer of lasting joy and contentment and wonder and worship and openness to the movement of God than complaint and discontentedness They really go hand in hand. You see, complaint and discontentedness take the focus off God and put it on ourselves, on our circumstances, on our preferences, what we want, how we think that things should go. And we make the terms of joy, of worship and wonder and God's sovereignty about us and our scope of comfort. And when we nitpick over pointless issues, or when we stray far from the familiar and it irks us and we make that well known, it not only prevents us from experiencing joy, it also prevents joy all around us. And it, if it is the Holy Spirit that puts joy in us, why would we want to kill that? Why would we want to diminish that? And I realize, I realize in this conversation about, about contentment and joy and, and wonder that some of you are going through some difficult circumstances right now. And I don't belittle those things, there's still joy to be found in the midst of those, those seasons as well. Allow and invite God to do the unexpected in your circumstances and when we do, God enables us to find contentment with where we are. He helps us to have an openness to his unexpected work and he draws us to worship him intentionally so if you want to wake up the wonder and you want joy that lasts then you need to have a cow this morning we intentionally flipped around the the order of the service because we've been talking about worship and we've been talking about wonder and joy and I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you as we take these next couple of moments to sing together, to join in worship through song together. Listen. Listen to words. Grasp what's being said through song. Focus on what God has done and who he is. I mean, that's the, th- that's the thing that inspires worship, isn't it? When I sat in California, it wasn't, I wasn't in awe and excited because I was looking at buildings. I was in awe of what God was doing. Because I don't know what God wants to do with this thing. But I know who He is. And I know that He's worthy of all glory and honor and praise. And nothing No event, no place, no thing compares to him at all. So as we join together here, would you you join with my heart in this this morning? To elevate and celebrate the King of kings and Lord of lords because he is worthy. Let's pray. God this morning I pray that you would awaken wonder in us that in those moments where we have forgotten that you would give us a clear picture of who you are a glimpse of your glory and that that would draw us to worship and through that worship we would experience the joy of your presence oh god you are good and your mercy endures forever. Your glory will never fade. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and we will choose to adore you today in all things. We love you and we give you praise. We pray this all in Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with us this morning and as, uh, as we prepare ourselves to, to go, I just wanna remind you this morning of that great news in which Jesus, we celebrate this every year, but Jesus, God himself, stepped into our world for you and for me to have relationship with us. So in this holiday season, do not lose that wonder. Don't let anything rob you of that joy. Just want to share a couple of things with you by way of announcements here this morning. If you're a guest with us here today, we want to invite you to take the Connect card that's in your program and tear that off and place it in the offering box in the back. But a couple of things that I want to share with you by way of events, um, just a big thank you to our volunteers uh, last week that served at the Thanksgiving dinner. Thank you uh, for, uh, for giving and serving during that time. And uh, just also want to let you know that we're going to be having a, a, kids, uh, a kids' Christmas program that's going to be on December the, uh, the 17th. And, uh, and so we want to invite you to, uh, to be a part of that. If you've got kids or grandkids uh, that want to be a part of that, Scott is going to be leading that, starting the practices, starting this afternoon, uh, so make sure that you see him with that. And also, you'll see times in there for our Christmas Eve service. We're doing two services on Christmas Eve, one at 10 in the morning and one at 4 o'clock. They'll be the same services. We'd love to see you out uh, to those, but as we, uh, as we close and worship here this, this morning, I want to just close this in a word of prayer. If you want to stick around to, to worship with us, we would love that, but if you also want to go and fellowship with each other, uh, you're welcome to do that as well, but let's, let's go with God's blessing. God, we thank you so much for inspiring wonder in us. We thank you for, uh, for who you are. We love you and we give you praise. Would you, would you keep us, would you keep us in a place of wonder and worship? Not just this season, but as we, uh, as we walk and we live with each other and with you. We love you and we give you praise and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.